0: Yeah, of course, well, anybody can hear me because I have one of those big voices, but somehow amplification always helps. Okay, so, it's not working, oh, there it is. Okay, so that's my happy Valentine's, whoops, day thing for you. I must ask you for, to be my Valentine. Yeah. I know, I know, I know. My jokes are always, or my whatevers are always pretty pathetic. So this is that glorious day when we celebrate love. And this is a day that we're going to be speaking on friendship. Now I'm sure that you've not missed the irony of that. And this whole situation, because here we are, or here you are, listening to a single woman speak about friendship on Valentine's Day. Oh, no, that's not, oh. <laughs> it was ironic, not pathetic. Golly gee. Okay. You can imagine that as a single woman, I've had a lot of single friends over the years, and I'm always amazed. Well, I talk to women about this. I haven't talked to a lot of men about this, but you can imagine that all these single women have a very uh, different number of uh, perspectives on Valentine's Day. Okay? Uh, I have some friends that actually cling to each other on Valentine's Day, either sobbing their eyes out because they don't have a man or while wearing red, defiantly claim that men are not needed to have a good time and so they go out for dinner with each other. What's the point? You know, shouldn't we be... um, well, let's just say that when you go out for dinner with a bunch of women on Valentine's Day, especially if you wear red, you'll look pathetic. <laughs> Nonetheless, if anybody wants to go for lunch with me, I'm, you know, available. <clears throat> you see, we often do that when we're single because somehow we think that relationship with a man or relationship with a woman is the peak of what a good relationship is. And you know what? I think it probably is in many ways. But when we go out without the men to this dinner, you've got to admit, it's a rather rhotic evening. You all get that? Oh, that's not the one you were supposed to see. Let's go to click number two. Next. Yes, very rhotic. Yeah, I know. It'd help it'd help if probably somebody else was doing this. You've heard of rhotic before, Shirley. Or Dorothy or whoever you are. Okay. Instead, let's talk about friendship. Because in truth, you know, despite the fact that there's some, you know, those feelings you get with, a, with somebody of the opposite sex, there is no difference between that and friendship. Right? Or there shouldn't be. You know what I mean. I mean, other than, well, you know what I mean. I'm seeing all these people rolling their eyes at me. Boy, is she ever single. You know? <coughs> We have uh, been talking a lot about the way that we are imitating God. We've been talking about how we are created in the image of God. We have talked about relationship being founded in the understanding that God is three persons in one. And so I brought up this classic image of friendship in the Godhead. I'm getting rid of that because it distracts me. Um, the relationship that God actually can have with himself. Now, how many of you have ever talked to yourself? Okay. And be honest. Inside your head, right? You talk to me, myself, and I, right? Right? And there is a kind of trinity that we have, and wasn't I a cute kid? Okay, There's this kind of trinity, I suppose, that we have in ourselves, but somehow it's not the same because we are not three in one, we're just one. And although we can talk to ourselves, that's just our minds speaking to ourselves. With God, there's something else that's going on. With God... He is talking to three, or amongst three. And the thing that's amazing to that is that they seem to get along. Have you ever noticed how, when you talk to yourself, a lot of times, you know, it can be a good time. I know I've spent many an evening, you know, sitting by myself in my house... I have a great time with me. (laughs) I am such an interesting, fascinating person, and I always have the greatest insights on life. (laughs) And I know that's true because I tell myself that. (laughs) But there are times when I beat myself up. I have issues in my life that are not exemplar of Christ's character. And instead of saying to myself, God has not finished working with me, oh, I'm going to cry. Sorry, I am crying. Instead of, instead of that, I end up telling myself, Melody, you're such a loser. How can you ever serve God when you're like that? You see, one of the things that is amazing about the relationship that God has with himself is it is perfect. And you and I can never, ever be perfectly like God. But one of the things that I've had to learn over the years, I know, thank you so much. I'll need it for sweat as much as I need it for tears. One of the things that I have had to learn in my walk with God is that there is something about worshiping God that doesn't happen just when we're singing. Right? How many times have you heard me, those of you who have taken classes, talk about how worship with God is copying God, is emulating His character, is reflecting God's character out to those around us. Friendship is very simply that relationship that we have, which is that part of God's character that we reflect to others. Friendship is not being nice to people we like, friendship is loving. Do you all know who this is? Oh, modalism. Um, there's this great theological thing you can find on YouTube where these guys, Patrick, talked to Patrick about the different theological issues, and anyway, you have to YouTube it. it's wonderful. Go pa- OK. Um, here's the thing. When I was uh, given the assignment of speaking on friendship, I was so PO'd. I was so negative because I thought, what in the world? The Bible doesn't say anything about friendship. Jonathan and David. Yeah, but, okay, there's already a guy that spoke on that. And a few other things, you know, and every time... Uh, the profs got up to give their speak on their relationship issues. It was the only stuff that had been said about friendship in the Bible. And I was mourning this. I was, I was just, I was, oh, man, I was feeling like Eeyore more and more every day. And so um, I was whining about this to my sister uh, her husband was hearing kind of our discussion as we were talking on the phone, and he said, Hey, can I talk to her? He used to be a pastor. Okay? And he came on the phone, and he says, Melody, what's wrong with you? Scriptures are, there's practically nothing but friendship talked about in Scripture. I said, I don't know. I, he said, Let me think on this for a bit, and I'll email you with some stuff. Uh, Within five minutes, he'd sent me an email, and I'm giving you here part of what he said in the email. You probably can't read that, right? Is it too small? Okay. I'm still amazed, he said, that Lewis and Tolkien were contemporaries, but even more intrigued that they would become friends. They were great teachers, writers, and scholars who occupied this planet at the same time, but they also shared the same pub. And amidst the wispy clouds of pipe smoke, they found a new perspective. I wasn't trying to get your thoughts on Friends simmering, but it just so happened, the random reading of Philippians 2 started me thinking. I remember that you said something about our focus in life being worship. And as I read this passage, I can't help but see that worship is affected by and affects others. Is Here's the key phrase. Is there any path to worship... That will not unveil the importance of friends. Think about that for just a second. Oops. Philippians 2. Therefore, this is what he's talking about, yeah. Therefore, if there is any encouragement in Christ, if there's any consolation of love, if there's any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and compassion, then make my joy complete by being of the same mind, maintaining the same love united in Spirit, intent on one purpose. Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, Regard one another as more important than yourselves. Isn't that a great definition of friendship right there? Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus. Do all things without grumbling or disputing. Oh, even preaching a sermon on friendship without grumbling and disputing so that you will prove yourselves to be blameless and innocent children of God above reproach in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation now I remember why I wanted to have my computer here sorry talk amongst yourselves So then, um, you have to know that uh, doing a a sermon kind of uh, an event is very different for me than teaching in a classroom. And I get very, very stressed about this whole thing. And I'm not just sweating because these lights are on and I'm hot, although I am. Um, it's a, it's a hard, and so I was going to um, the internet to find great quotes or maybe something that would give me some great insight. Looking for, you know, surely somebody has put together some passages of scripture that I could just use. And I came across this one website, and uh, it's it's called Changing the Face of Christianity, and a sermon was there called The Ten Building Blocks of Real Friendships. Oh, really? So I started looking at it, and I decided, you know, I'm just going to rip this off. Because you know what they did? Remember how I said there's nothing in Scripture about friendship? Nothing in this sermon, okay, everything in this sermon is passages of Scripture. That's all it is. In Christ, we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. I'm writing these things to you so you will know how to live in the family of God. That family is the church of the living God, the support and foundation of the truth. Point number one. You know, I've always noticed how I'm supposed to be done here fairly soon. Why is it that there's never enough time? Okay. Friendship. What is friendship built on according to Scripture? Friendship is built on frequency. Let us not give up the habit of meeting together. Instead, let us encourage one another. They worshiped together regularly at the temple each day, met in small groups in homes for communion, and shared their meals with great joy. Enjoy the companionship of those who love the Lord. Just for a few seconds, I want you to think about this. Rate your friendships on frequency. What is keeping you from meeting more consistently with your friends? Okay, yeah, you live a long way from them. And Melody assigns way too much homework. But what are the things that keep you from frequency? Friendship is built on authenticity. Love from the center of who you are, don't fake it. If we live in the, although I want to just pause here for a second, it is really hard to love people that are, in your mind, unlovable. But I have found that if you make yourself fake it, pretty soon you actually feel it. Choose to love. If we live in the light as God is in the light, we can share fellowship with each other. But if we claim we have no sin, we're fooling ourselves and the truth is not in us. So admit your faults to one another and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The Word of God is full of living power. It is sharper than the sharpest knife, cutting deep into our innermost thoughts and desires. It exposes us for what we really are. Take a few seconds to rate your friendships on authenticity. What is it that encourages me to be open? And what is it that holds me back in my friendships? Friendship is built on maturity. I want us to help each other with the faith we have. Your faith will help me and my faith will help you. Keep each other on your toes so sin doesn't slow down your reflexes. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help, but people who are alone when they fall are in real trouble. Let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Test yourselves to make sure that you are solid in the faith, don't drift along taking everything for granted. Give yourselves regular checkups. Speak only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may, be, may benefit those who listen. Encourage anyone who feels left out. Help all who are weak. Be patient with everyone. Take delight in honoring each other. Rate your friends on maturity and mutuality. Where could I use the most support in my spiritual growth And how can I pass that support on to those around me? Friendship is built on courtesy. Believers shouldn't curse anyone or be quarrelsome, but they should be gentle and show courtesy to everyone. Treat everyone you meet with dignity. Love your spiritual family. Be devoted to each other like a loving family. Excel in showing respect for each other. Welcome with open arms fellow believers who don't see things the way you do. And don't jump all over them every time they do or say something you don't agree with even when it seems that they are strong on opinions but weak in faith. Remember, they have their own history to deal with. Treat them gently. We must bear the burden of being considerate of the doubts and fears of others. We must bear the burden of being considerate of the doubts and fears of others. Rate your friendships on courtesy. And remember that friendships aren't just for people that you love or that you think are lovable. Who do I need to show more love and respect to with my friends? Friendship is built on sympathy. As holy people whom God has chosen and loved, be sympathetic, kind, humble, gentle, and patient. Because if any one part of the body suffers, all the other parts suffer with it. Laugh with your happy friends when they're happy and share tears when they're down. Share each other's troubles and problems, and in this way, in this way, obey the law of Christ. We who are strong in the faith ought to help the weak to carry their burdens. Go easy on those who hesitate in the faith. A despairing man should have the devotion of his friends even though he forsakes the fear of the Almighty. Rate your friendships on sympathy. Who has supported me when I needed it? And how did they do it? Friendship is based or built on humility. Clothe yourselves with humility toward one another. Live in harmony with each other. Don't try to act important, but enjoy the company of ordinary people. And don't think you know it all. God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. How? Well, always be humble, gentle, and patient, accepting each other in love. When you do things, do not let selfishness or pride be your guide. Instead, be humble and give more honor to others than to yourselves. Do not be interested only in your own life, but be interested in the lives of others. Why do you look at the speck in another's eye and pay no attention to that log in your own? Take the log out of your eye first. Then you will be able to see and take the speck out of your brother's eye. He who listens to a life giving rebuke will be at home among the wise. Rate your friendships on humility and acceptance. What weakness in yourself do you find hard to accept in others? Friendship is built on honesty. Speak the truth, but in a spirit of love. An honest answer is a sign of true friendship. In the end, people appreciate frankness more than flattery. There is a right time and a right way to do everything. Thoughtless words can wound as deeply as any sword, but wisely spoken words can heal. Never use harsh words when you correct an older man, but talk to him as if he were your father. Talk to younger men as if they were your brothers, older women as if if they were your mothers. I'm not, by the way, your mother. I'll be honest with you. Okay, And younger women as if they were your sisters, while keeping yourself morally pure. So rate your friendship, your friendships on honesty, on speaking the truth in love. What is going on in my friendship that I need to speak up about? How have I benefited when someone spoke the truth to me? Can you do it for them? Friendship is built on mercy. You must make allowance for each other's faults and forgive the person who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Never hold grudges. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Two different translations. Rate your friendships on mercy. Who do I need to forgive? Friendship is built on confidentiality. No one who gossips can be trusted with a secret, but you can put confidence in someone who is trustworthy. Gossip is no good. It causes hard feelings and comes between friends. A troublemaker plants seeds of strife. Gossip separates the best of friends. Troublemakers listen to troublemakers, and liars listen to liars. If anyone is causing divisions among you, give a first and second warning. After that, have nothing more to do with that person. Rate your friendships on confidentiality. How have I been hurt when someone didn't keep a confidence? 10. Friendship is built on unity of purpose. Let there be real harmony so there won't be divisions in the church. Be of one mind, united in thought and purpose. Rate your friendships on unity of purpose. Which do I need to work on the most? I wanted to add one more passage of scripture, a passage that is a very common one. How do we separate the concept of friendship from love? The concept of worshiping God from loving our neighbor. What are the two great, you guys, this isn't, this isn't, uh, whatchamacallit, answer me. What are the two greatest commandments? love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor. Be a friend. So let's talk about this love, but I want, I'm just going to read it, and we're going to use this as the closing prayer as well. So bow your heads. And think about this as you approach the days ahead. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 Verses 1 to 8. Oh God, if I speak with the tongues of men and angels but do not have love, I become a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and know all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains but don't have love, I'm nothing if I give all my possessions to feed the poor, and if I surrender my body to be burned, but do not have love, it profits me nothing. So then what is love? Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not jealous. Love doesn't brag. It's not arrogant. Nor does it act unbecomingly. It does not seek its own. It is not provoked. It doesn't take into account a wrong suffered. It doesn't rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth. Bear all things It will bear all things, it believes all things, it hopes all things, and it endures all things. Love never fails. But if there are gifts of prophecy, they will be done away. If there are their tongues, they will cease. If there is knowledge, it will be done away. But the greatest of these is love. God, may we learn... To adopt your love in the way that we deal with others. I pray these things in your name, Father. Amen.